Hey, what's up, guys? It's Will Bowman with The Art of the Interview. Thanks for tuning in today. Um, it is uh, great to have you here. Today, in this episode, we are going to do a documentary in review. I recently watched um, Werner Herzog's Into the Abyss. Um, the film is about death row inmates, and in it, Werner interviews um, all of the individuals around one man, Michael Perry's crime of triple homicide. Um, Michael is on death row, um, and the story is an interview-driven piece that explores a lot of themes, including why people kill, um, and the nature of the death penalty, and how that sort of fits in with how people view themselves who are on death row. And generally speaking, it is a pretty powerful piece. Um, but I, while I was watching it, I, 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 I kept noticing some things, because one thing that um, I kept noticing some things about interviewing because one thing that Werner Herzog does that is not common with other filmmakers is he included his own voice on multiple occasions during the interview setting. And most interviewers don't do this. Most filmmakers don't do this. They instead choose to just feature the voice of the interviewee which personally I actually prefer. Um, I can't say that hearing Werner's voice over and over again was um, all that. I don't know if it necessarily added a lot to the story, but what it did do is it gave me um, an opportunity to kind of listen to how Werner conducted himself in his interviews and some of the questions that he asked and his style, and then to both notice some things that I really enjoyed that he did that worked really well, but also some things that I think that he didn't do very well, which actually I think hurt the quality of the interviews that he did um, with particularly some, some very major people in the um, in the documentary. Um, and I know the film is very highly regarded, um, but you know, I'm I'm gonna take a stance of saying there were some things that I think Werner could have done better, and we're gonna talk about um, a couple of those things. But we're also gonna talk about a couple of things that he did well, and we're gonna piece it piece it apart one little bit at a time. And I'm actually gonna play back a few moments in the film um, during this interview, so you can actually hear Werner's voice and the interviewee's voice, um, and then we'll take it apart. So let's start off with um, the first moment in the documentary which caught my attention. And this caught my this moment caught my attention for two reasons. Um, one, I recently watched a masterclass with Werner Herzog and he mentioned this particular scene in this particular film as sort of a testament to the power of getting right to the center of someone's heart with a question. And it was a very powerful moment in the film. And it was striking. Um, but I'm going to play it back for you. 
and then we'll take it apart. So here's the here's the moment. He's interviewing the pastor um, who is the last, the person who performs last rites on people who are being killed on death row. So here's the here's the little bit of the interview. I play golf sometimes. I love to be on the golf course because one thing I do, I put my phone on a silent mode. I go out there sometimes by myself with no distractions and I can see the beautiful grass. I can see the squirrels from time to time running. Sometimes the deer are running. Sometimes I look across the golf course uh, and I see a cow or a horse and, and, I, and I stop and I acknowledge life, life, the things that God has created. Please describe an encounter with a squirrel. <laughs> an encounter with a squirrel. I was driving the golf cart and I was on the, on the cart path and I saw two squirrels. Uh, they were chasing each other. And as I was getting closer, they were running across the cart path and I put on my brakes and they stopped in the middle of the cart path and looked at me. And I said, how about this? If I wouldn't have stopped, I could have run over one of these squirrels. Their life would have ended. And that reminds me. The many people that I have been with on their last breath of life and due to bad choices and mistakes that are in their life, their, their life is taken away in the moment. So life is precious, whether it's a squirrel or a human being. So. I will sometimes meditate on that experience, make a little noise, and the squirrels will take off and continue their life. But I cannot do that for someone on the gurney. I cannot stop the process for them. Tell me a story about a squirrel. How did he know to ask that question? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I mean, that's such an odd question to ask, don't you think? Tell me a story about a squirrel. He asks this pastor this question, tell me a story about a squirrel, after he just casually mentions a squirrel in one of his previous answers in the interview. And you wonder, what prompted Werner Herzog to ask that question in particular? But it was the right question to ask, obviously, because that story was the access point into this pastor's deeply felt convictions about what he did for a living for the people who were on death row. And in telling that story about a squirrel, he really gave a really powerful interview section um, about some of his own questions about God and his own view of what he did and his own 
deeply felt insufficiency of wishing that he could have been there. And I, I, I'm highlighting this particular moment in the interview because you never know what is going to be the access point to that person, to your interviewee's heart. You never know what things are going to turn that person into a human being on camera. And that's why it's really important to be sensitive and to be present in the interview and not be afraid to deviate from some of the questions that you've prepared. Because in that moment when Werner Herzog asked, tell me a story about a squirrel, he wasn't going off of a list of questions. He was present in the interview. He was listening. He was feeling his way. And he was rewarded for that presence by asking a very odd question, but being answered with a very sincere answer. So the next point in the film that we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about actually a moment where I thought that Werner actually could have done better as an interviewer. So there's a moment in the film where we first meet up with Michael Perry. And Michael is the um, convicted killer who is on death row, who is slated to be killed in eight days. And Werner is able to interview him in the meeting rooms that are afforded to people who come to meet the inmates. And so the part of the film is him coming in and giving him the microphone and passing it through the glass window and um, Michael Perry sitting down. And right off the bat, what was interesting to me about Werner Herzog's style was one, he didn't start off with a question. He actually started off with sort of a little monologue for Michael Perry, wherein he talked about how he respected him as a human being, but that didn't mean that he had to like him. And I am also interested in this because he left it in the film, so he was trying to make a statement of sorts of, hey, you know, just because... I respect you as a human doesn't mean I don't. I have to like you. And part of me thinks he might have done this for the viewer um, to kind of like get on the same level as him of, okay, well, um, I don't have to like you, this person, but I do have to respect his humanity. But what it ended up doing and what he continued to do actually throughout the film was he actually took a somewhat hostile stance toward Michael Perry in his interviewing style. There were several moments where he was actively interrupting Michael, where he was sort of interacting with him in an accusatory way. And I'll be honest, it kind of showed in the quality of the interview. I don't actually feel like we really genuinely got to the core of who Michael was and how he felt about things. Many of the answers he gave were, I feel like, a little bit deflections. They were 
not sincere. They were somewhat guarded. And um, I think that might have been partially just because of the nature of Michael, who Michael was. Um, and just sort of his way, the way his brain worked. But I don't think that Werner Herzog's style actually helped. So I'm going to actually play this back right here for you so you can hear what I'm talking about. You know, uh, you know, I'm a Christian, so, you know, I believe that, you know, paradise awaits one way or the other. So I tell people all the time, I'm either going home or home. So... I'm either going home to the world or home to God. So, I'll, you know, as the days get closer, I can feel the pressure on my shoulders. Uh, they call it clinical depression, where I just start having less motivation to do things, less energy. Um, you get frustrated at the, at the system. How can they not see, you know, my situation is wrong? Uh, you know, I, I, I used to write all the time and have a lot of energy, and I just don't have it anymore. I just feel like I've been beaten down. I, I have the feeling that destiny, uh, in a way, has dealt you a very bad deck of cards. It does not exonerate you. And, and when I talk to you, it does not necessarily mean that I have to like you. But I respect you and you are a human being and I think human beings should not be executed mm -hmm. as simply as that. Right. Well, um, how can I say, I, I don't want to go into the details of uh, of what happened, but the uh, fact is that three people were killed. Mm -hmm. And uh, you deny that you were even close to the scene, or how, how do you? Well, there's no longer a question. There's no longer a question of my innocence. That question is out the door. The question is, what is anyone going to do about it now? I mean, a, a perfect example is you're here with these guys. They show up at your hotel room in a car you're gonna assume that that car is, you know, these are your friends. So when Jason shows up to pick me up in a car, I'm gonna assume it's okay. You get in it, you get arrested, and you come to find out he just murdered someone from that car, you're gonna end up on Texas death row. You're gonna end up right here because you trusted one of these guys to show up and pick you up in a, in a real car that wasn't just stolen. But uh, trusting in Jason was a bad choice. Oh, anyway, let's, let's face it, oh, he was, well, you know, I was some sort of a bad apple and so, so were you. I was homeless. <laughs> and starving so it and was, where could i get my using food? drugs he and offered, stealing he offered and me drugs he offered me a place to stay he offered me food so yeah. i chose i chose that which i shouldn't have i regret it every uh, every minute now cherish every minute uh cherish every minute uh make the most of it because uh you know they can they can they can do you like me be in the wrong situation at the wrong time and there's no telling where you end up you might want to get out of texas as soon as possible uh they might arrest you any any second uh So as you heard there in that interview section, you know, Werner started off with, you know, kind of making a statement to Michael to kind of place the interview. And as you probably also heard in Michael's tone, he remained very formal with Werner. And that continued throughout the film. He called him sir. He referred to him um, formally. And... I think that this was honestly an interview that Werner was struggling to be impartial with. And that's not to say that you as an interviewer have to be impartial. I mean, we never are. We wouldn't be sincere if we claimed to be. 
However, there is a certain level to which we have to be able to hold our own impartiality, but also step back from that partiality and to be able to do our best in some way to come to an interview with a level of objectivity um, and non-hostility if we genuinely want to see past the person's guardedness. Because if we attack, what we're going to get is defenses. And that was what happened in this particular interview in this film. Fanner Herzog started off slightly hostile. He continued by interrupting and almost having a little bit of an accusatory stance toward Michael. And what he got was guarded answers, in my opinion. So I think that was an area where Michael could have, in another, or sorry, not Michael, Werner could have instead come in and not being insincere. You're not saying that, oh, well, I like you, you're a great person, and I love you, and I'm going to, you know, you're not buttering the person up. But I think that sometimes saying nothing and simply sticking with simple questions and allowing the person to surprise you is a better option than going in and sort of making your distaste or your position known. Um, sometimes the best um, thing to say is nothing in an interview if you have an extremely um, polarized opinion about something. Or sometimes it's better to just lay it out front like Werner did. Um, sometimes it's better to just be up front and be like, hey, this is where I stand on this, but I'm going to do my best to be objective and to be, you know, sincere, which is kind of what Werner did, but I don't think it worked in this situation. Um, I think that he, I don't think it got the effect that he was looking for. So, all right. So the third, and this is this one, I'm going to be a little bit more graceful with Werner Herzog here. Um, this was another situation where he, I felt like, asked the right question and was rewarded with a really powerful answer. There's a moment where Werner is interviewing the father of Jason Burkett, who is one of the other people who are convicted um, for the crime. And he, unlike Michael, did not get the death penalty. And um, a large reason for that was because at Jason's trial... His father, who was literally in the prison, in the jail across the street from his son, Jason, had been for many, many years. Jason was the son of a felon. Um, that father had come to the trial and testified and essentially said, this was not Jason's fault. This is my fault. I wasn't there. I didn't raise him well. This is my fault. And his sincerity and his penance, essentially, was essentially what saved his son's life. Um, he was not awarded the death penalty. He ultimately um, was given a life sentence, um, which is a very long time, but he wasn't going to be killed. And Werner interviewed this father. Um, and there's a moment in the film where... Um, Verna asks, the father is telling him about the experience of being across the jail, of being in the jail across from his son. And the father mentions something, and Werner asks him to expound on it. I'm going to play that section of the interview right here. 
described the feeling to me when you are handcuffed together with your own son in the same bus. Hmm. Can you describe that? No, not really. It, it's, uh... Try to describe it for us. Well, I don't know. I just felt like a total failure. Total failure as a father. And you could feel his hand. Yes. You know, we were handcuffed him. to this hand and his right hand. And we were sitting there. And, it, and I was just, it was just total failure. That's what I felt like. I felt like crap, you know, and I used a different word to the jury and, 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 that's, mm -hmm. and that's what I meant. You know, he had trash for a, for a father and, and then here I was sitting with, with my baby son on a prison bus and um, I mean, I don't, think it, I don't think it gets much lower than that, you know, <laughs> you just don't. <laughs> Knowing me or him, neither one will ever, you know, get out again. I just got a three-year set off again uh, about a week ago, so we'll never, Mary him will never get out again. Gosh, can you imagine being handcuffed to your son, both being transported to the same jail? That was the right question to ask. Tell me about the experience of being handcuffed to your son. How did it feel to be handcuffed to your own son? It's a very simple question, but it gets to the feeling. It gets to the heart. It gets to the experience. He didn't task him to tell him, tell me about the time that you were handcuffed to your son. He said, tell me how you feel. Tell me about the experience. Because that's really what's going to give a good answer. And that is really what the sort of power of the interview is going to come from. If you have to choose, go with the emotion. Go with the experience. Because that's what people are really going to be invested in. They can talk to you about the heady stuff all they want. But you have to to hold strong to the experience, to the story, to the emotion. And that's where you're going to get the strongest interviews, right there. All right, everyone, that was my documentary in review of Werner Herzog's um, Into the Abyss. It's a good watch, um, very powerful exploration of the death penalty and the mindsets, in my opinion, uh, the mindsets of the people who are convicted and um, also the people who are involved in the business of the death penalty. So I encourage you to check it out. It's a good watch um, and it's actually free on YouTube. You can watch it um, without paying a dime. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time on The Art of the Interview.